Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com where you will find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Ben Dowsett. Now, Ben is an internationally certified results coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author. For decades, though, Ben had felt like a jack of all trades and a master of none. He was nagged by the consistent and persistent thought, I don't know what I want to do with my life. He literally tried everything. And during that process, he found himself failing often. He eventually came out to his parents at the age of 21 and changed profession many times over many, many years. He was a firefighter, an engineer, a university administrator and a tutor, and a migration agent, just to name a few. With a burning desire to change, Ben's personal development journey began in 2001, learning from some of the biggest names in the industry. It was then that he eventually realized that the happiest times of his life were when he experienced personal transformation for himself and also for others. In that moment, he made a decision and decided to dedicate his life to being a results coach. He began coaching people, completed several coaching programs, and created his incredible coaching business, Opal Life Results Coaching. His clients attribute their ability to achieve their desired results to his innovative and inspiring coaching methodology, which allows them to transform how they see themselves and what they are capable of tapping into their natural drive to change for good. So please welcome to the show, Ben Dowsett. Ben, how are you doing? Hey, Ben. Great. Thank you. Great to be here. Looking forward to this interview. Big intro. Uh, I, I know through reading through your book, you, you've had such a varied life experience. I mean, you've, you've gone through so many different um, kinds of careers, which I think is what makes you such a profoundly effective results coach. And w- what I know about you is that you love this concept of transformation. You, you love this concept of personal development. And, and it's true. You know, you really do seem to just light up when you are creating transformation, not just in yourself, but in others. And I guess with, with that whole journey you've been on, right, I, I just want to know, and I'm sure that the listeners are interested, they've probably already got a copy of your incredible book, Elevate Your Results. And, mate, how, how is it that you find such a passion, such an, such an inspiration for, for transformation? What led you to this point? Yeah, that's always something I enjoy reflecting on. When I was in London, back in, you know, I, I left the UK in 2005. So up until that point, I had been in all these different roles. And I was always nagged by this thought of being fully aware that I was capable of so much greater, but just feeling completely lost. And I was looking on the outside, but it all began to turn around for me when a really good friend in London saw what was going on with me. And he gifted me my first ever personal development experience. And to cut a long story short, that one weekend just gave me this incredible 
awareness that there was this whole new world of actually working on your mindset. I didn't even really know what transformation was at that point. And I went on with that organization in London to do a few more trainings. Mm -hmm. But the pivotal moment for me was uh, when I shared about my experience of coming out with my parents and mm. being in a room where, you know, I ended up being up, asked to go up on stage and it kind of really opened myself up. Mm. And it was all in that moment, really. And I, I just gave a share, but it, it brought the house down. <laughs> I mean, literally, I was at the front of the room with about 200 people watching and they actually had to stop the event and ask if everyone was okay. It was, it was that moving and it, the moment was so special. And so that was it for me. And I knew I had experienced transformation on such a profound level that had touched so many people that the die was cast. Wow. What was it about that story that, that, that touched that room full of people in such a unique way? What do you think it was that, that, I mean, it was a showstopper, right? Like, what was it about that? I think people related to the story because, you know, coming out is a great metaphor for, um, I call it making a stand for something, you know. Um, I think everyone can relate to that, but there's something that you really want. Um, and, and when you're gay and you're coming out, you, you know, you have that decision to make do I live a life where I'm inauthentic, pretending I'm someone I'm not, or do you face your fears, push through that and come out the other side, uh, which is what coming out is. And it's in a way, it's a gift. Wow. So everyone related to the story because I think, you know, we all have layers of, of things that we tell ourselves, which are not true or don't serve us or hold us back. And we have to, push through the fears to come out the other side. So I think it was that everyone relate, could relate to the story in some way and see a new possibility for themselves in, you know, their authenticity. Um, and something happened, you know, something happened in me and they were a witness to that and came along for the journey. So, yeah, it, it never, you know, I can't put down personal development after that experience. And I think people felt that way too. And they started saying, you know, you need to be a coach, you need to be coach. So <laughs> I started to think about that even then, but it took me quite a while to make that leap. So in the sharing of this story in front of these 200 complete strangers, you said something happened for you. Like what, did you transform yourself or did you by retelling your story, you discovered something like, like what was it for you that happened in that moment? Yeah, that's a, that's a very, you know, deep question. Um, I don't know if I can even say exactly what that was. I think it was just the sense that I'm someone different now. Mm -hmm. I, I've set the standard for myself wow. and I, I, even though I did quit at times after that. And when I say quit, I mean, the self-discovery, you know, and I got caught up in depression. But I think having experienced that kind of a result through this sort of work, through transformation, through um, 
I mean, the terminology they used back then was uh, being authentic where you've been inauthentic. So, um, you know, I just, that, that, yeah, it's hard to answer that question, but it, you know, I think I was aware that I, I actually literally had changed in that moment. I experienced transformation and I couldn't ever go back. In the book, I talk about the example of, you know, uh, how do you teach a child to balance on a bicycle when they're, they're learning on a bike? And, you know, you, you can't just tell them to balance. And once you have balance, you never lose it. So mm -hmm. that was very much the experience. What I had balance then. I had authenticity in a whole new way for myself. Wow. I think a lot of people really struggle with, with just living a life that is inauthentic. And, you know, with your journey of, of coming out, are you saying that before you came out, you felt there was an inauthenticity to, to your experience of life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the phrase you often hear is you live a lie. And you do it to protect people initially, but you realize in the end it just damages yourself. Oh, far out. That is, I like that one. I want to repeat that for the listeners out there. That was, so you live a lie to protect people, but you just end up damaging yourself. Yeah. Oh, that is a cracker. Tell me more about that. <laughs> Uh, well, it was definitely a while where I pretended to be straight, that's for sure. Mm. Um, and my, you know, I had, you know, my dad passed away recently, but I have, you know, we were blessed as kids. Mum and dad worked really hard to put my sister and I through private school and all that sort of thing. Um, but the fear of coming out when it doesn't seem it doesn't it didn't appear back then obviously it's easier now in most countries but you know it doesn't appear that you're going to be accepted easily mm. i even had a friend at university who when i arrived there uh and i came out to him and he waited a full year because we had the same group of friends he waited a full year to find out how they all reacted before he decided to come out <laughs> oh, wow it's quite a funny story but i feel that yeah it's just a it's a great example of how you know we're stopped by fears and i i absolutely was um i came out to mum and dad when i was 21 and that was that was an interesting journey for sure uh but had that not happened my life would be completely different mm. You know, it must take an exceptional amount of courage for a lot of people to be able to come out and step from that, as you put it, inauthentic version of themselves to authentic. Like, like there is a, a real currency of courage required from, you know, from what I can tell looking at that situation. It, it, it must really have to muster a, a bucket load of inner strength because there is such a, uh, a perceived high risk from what you're saying. You know, you don't know how it's, how it's going to land, what's going to happen. And how did, how did you find the courage? How do you like, cause there's listeners out there who, uh, you know, 
as you said, coming out is kind of like a metaphor for so many of life situations, um, not just the way in which it occurred for you. But there are people at home that are petrified of being authentic. They're petrified of telling someone they don't like their job. They're petrified of telling a partner they don't want to be with them. They're petrified of telling a friend they don't like the, the dinner they cook. Like, you know, there, there's, there's so many people that are just not willing to express who they authentically are. But you've done it, right? So where, what do we do? We're sitting at home now. We're terrified. How, how do we go about finding the, the strength and courage like where where did you find it? How did you do it? Um, I yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it was you know desire to to stop this this pattern of of consequences and and fears that were really limiting who I wanted to be. Mm. Um, so in the in the end the the feelings i got and what i was aware of in terms of values that i might get from for want of a better word freeing myself seemed to me to far outweigh all the negative feelings and experiences i was having prior to that and they just they just came a you know i just got to to a turning point and and it's easy when you easier perhaps when you go off to university and you you stay away from <laughs> i mean i actually picked a university that was just about as far away from home that i could go <laughs> and you know i i was blessed to have had those experiences and um moving out of home and that sort of thing so when i think you know when people actually start to look at what they might actually get from setting themselves free from you know going through the moving through the fear and making a big decision like that it, it's you know it's like anything we do in life life isn't it you know you start a business or you ride a bike when you don't ride a bike or you learn to swim whatever it might be you make a decision that this change you're going to make will that be the best thing for you for the rest of your life? It, you know, it's a lifelong decision. Oh, mate, can you say that again? That is gold. Just say that last bit again. I, I just, I, I myself want to hear it again. I want the listeners to get it again. Tell us about I, lifelong decision. Just say it again for me. I think it comes to a point where you make the decision that the benefits that you'll get for yourself are for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness. It's a lifelong decision. That's profound. I think because of the nature of consequential thinking and how it develops as we get older and it really prevents our risk threshold from going beyond certain points, I think quite often when people have that experience of needing courage, I, I don't think they contemplate that this one little bit of pain now I get the benefit forever yeah. after this point. I really love that, Ben. That's a, I like it. You're making yeah. this decision for the rest, the rest of your life. I know you work a lot with people in your, in your incredible um, coaching business, Opal Life Results Coaching. And 
I know in there, there's a lot of people that are coming to you with fears and frustrations and concerns, and they want to get to the next side of their own personal journey, their authenticity. They want to step beyond their fear. Obviously, you've, you've done it in a profound way many times. What can, what can the average person do practically? Like, let's just say I'm sitting at home right now and I'm petrified of something. Like, I'm scared. I've got, I've got to make a decision. I know I'm living a lie or whatever it is. Or, yeah. Yeah. What, what are the first couple of steps? What, what, should, what should someone do? For me, I've found, well, I would recommend absolutely quality questions. Mm. Uh, and that's where everything changed for me. And, you know, when you're, when you're stuck like that, you, you, we, it's a self, you know, I call it a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, love, I don't. I mean, I love that term. You know, it's a conception that uh, it's a belief that you make up that at first is not true but it causes itself to become true over time. But so it influences your actions. So that links back to quality questions because we will persistently, when we're stuck like that, be focusing on the things that don't help, be focusing on the problems. And I mean, we all, a lot of us know the saying, energy flows where attention goes. So for me, that has been monumentally powerful in my life. And it could be as simple as, stopping being fully present and listening to the conversation going on in your mind and just noticing what you know what am i saying to myself it does it serve me for the long term or not and then changing that question to a quality question so it might be you know how can i be more loving to myself today how can i make a decision that's for the best and rest of my life today or, you know, just, just any, for me, it's any one question that, that gets a quick result that actually influences that day. And you just hold that question in mind. And, uh, you know, we, we've done these processes where we talk about setting an intention for the day and you have a card in your pocket. So that could be a great and really simple way to do that. And if I may share, you know, my, my question because I've suffered from depression for so many years. And what I, when I flipped it all around, it was, it really was one simple question. And it, it was, how can I commit to continuous and never ending improvement for the rest of my life? And I sat with that question and it changed everything around uh, in a few days. Uh, and that's been it ever since then. So that's my, that's my go-to question. So I think quality questions are very powerful for people. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, that can I, that constant and never-ending improvement. I, uh, we definitely have that as a philosophy to, you know, in the work that we do. And I love the fact that that was the driving question, you know, that, that flipped things around for you. How can the people out there, how can they go about generating quality questions? Like, like in your mind, what, what makes up a quality question? And, and then how can we put them together to begin creating little transformational moments in our life? I think it's very beneficial to keep them simple. Mm. You know, I like the, the prime model. I actually remember it by looking at my hand 
yeah, physical. Uh, what can I do that's physical today? Mm -hmm. What can I do to improve my relationships? Mm -hmm. uh, income. Mindset. and Mindset, that's right. And, and just things that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I like, so we can look at that prime idea of like five areas of life, like my physical, my relationship, my income, my mindset, and just things that I genuinely enjoy. And then you're saying create a question around each of those five areas and then use that as a as a focusing point. I like that. I, I like the concept, I like the simplicity of, of something like that. I also love something that you've done in reference to what you said earlier on, that you stood in front of like 200 people and you surrendered into this vulnerable space, right? And you just shared. And I think for me, a large part of being authentic and living true to yourself is this vulnerability requirement. I don't know if, you, if that's what you called what you did in front of those 200 people. That was the show-stopping moment. What would you suggest to people that just really struggle to be vulnerable? Is there is there something that, that you've worked out over the years that it has enabled you to share such rawness and realness about your own journey? I think the, the pursuit of truth Oh, nice. it's a pursuit of authenticity. You know, who who are we? Ultimately, we're either expanding or contracting um, energetically, spiritually, whatever it might be. So if we are experiencing a loss of freedom, authenticity, it's useful because it's noticeable. So we can, you know, we can change that by just coming back to what's important coming back to what we value, coming back to self-love and expressing that and, and recognizing that love wins the day. Mm. I think love wins the day. Mm. And if we are sharing in a way that gives another person a deeper sense of who we are, you know, like we open up, we expand, new possibilities unfold and people are touched. And, you know, the people that count when we share like that are you know, they're moved by that experience and they see what's possible for them as a result of what we had to step over to show how much we love and appreciate this wonderful gift of being alive. You know, I mean, I just I always come back to two things for me, which is, you know, the truth will set you free. So my whole life is the truth will set you free. And that's what being gay gave me. And the other thing is for me to, to honor the gift of life. So what it means to be alive and, and it's when, you know, if people really want to fully experience all the, the gifts of life and, and love and openness and authenticity and all that great stuff. In doing so, they get to discover who they really are. And then you get to discover some really powerful guiding values. And if you really start to explore that, the world starts to open up. So I, I hope that is something that people will find useful. And it's certainly, you know, with, with the people that I've worked with, and, and people know it intuitively, I think. We, you know when you share openly who you really are, people are touched, moved, and inspired by that. So, so we know it instinctively as human beings. Um, yeah, I hope that's a value. Mm. So the truth will set you free. And in that, you said that uh, part of that was honoring the fact that you were gay and acknowledging that and living yeah. truth. 
honoring the gift of life is what I what I call it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's whenever I get in touch with that for me, it's just phenomenal experience. It, it's just, I hope I'm not going on too much about me and I hope people get where I'm coming from, you know, with my heart and opening up and, I think I think the listeners out there they they can get a sense for it. You know, they it, it's it's rare that we get to speak to anybody who opens up like like you do and and lets us into those incredibly vulnerable expressions of gratitude, for want of a better phrase. And I know that this concept of honoring the gift gift of life, I think for some people at home, they they kind of struggle a bit you know their whole life is pear-shaped there's they don't know up from down they don't know who the heck they are they've lost complete sense of self they don't know what they're meant to do with their life and and i think how would you suggest a person goes about honoring the gift of life like it's really valuing their values you know doing i mean you say it yourself ben and and it's great and it's really helped me a lot which is you know doing more of what you love Mm. doing more of what you love and I love the idea of falling in love with your life. And it, okay, it sounds a bit, you know, out there perhaps for people who are struggling, where it's really giving ourselves the freedom to, to make the choices on a daily basis that, that serve us, that honor who we are as human beings. And, and that maps across to, you know, honoring the gift of life, like experiencing things which light us up every single day, whether it's a walk on the beach, you know, I like to run. Everyone's got something. Reading a book, can, calling a friend. When we're doing more of those things, we're recognizing that sometimes the feelings follow the actions. And when we're sat at home or whatever it might be, waiting for the feelings to arrive, they're not really going to show up. And sometimes it, it's, it's doing the action first because you recognize you know, you've made a conscious decision about what's important, about valuing your values. And dare I say it again, honoring the gift of life, because that's who we are, you know, it's, mm. we have our own beautiful, unique set of preferences. And when we, other people get to enjoy who we really are, then it's reflected back. And so I think on it, you know, on a daily basis, someone can just say, okay, what are the one, two or three things I can do today that, that really light me up, you know, that really light me up and, yeah. and making time to put ourselves first sometimes. Yeah, I like it. I know a lot of the listeners out there want to reach out and connect with you. And I know that your Opal Life Results Coaching, I mean, it, there's something for everybody in the processes that you take people through. And I know a lot of people out there, they want to transform their results. They want to have transformation. They want to be able to overcome their fears and be vulnerable and really live the most authentic life possible. And this is really where your profound set of coaching skills comes in and also your incredible coaching programs. And so for the listeners out there, if you haven't yet done so, uh, my suggestion is go go to Ben's website. It's opallife.com.au, O-P-A-L-L-I-F-E com.au and uh, on that website there's a raft of information but there's also a, a spot there we can actually book in a, an appointment we can have a chat with ben and just see if there's a match see if there's actually an alignment between what ben is able to provide and what it is that you're looking for but if you are wanting to overcome your fears if you're wanting to be more vulnerable if you're wanting to live a truly authentic expression of your life 
and you would like to be able to adhere to these two core concepts of the truth setting you free and honoring the gift of life, then I can't recommend enough that you reach out and you get in touch with Ben. Now, Ben, uh, mate, before we wrap up the interview today, is there anything like any final message or final thing you'd like to share with the listeners? I mean, you've shared so much of yourself in such a vulnerable way today, and I want to honor you for that. Is there any final thing you'd like to leave our listeners with? I really love the saying at the moment. I mean, it might change, but I love the idea of whatever you do, do it for the love of your life. Do it for the love of your life. So fall, fall more in love with your own life and do it for the people that you really love. Nice. So whatever you do, just do it for? For the love of your life. For the love of your life. Oh, I love that. Ben, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for um, jumping on the show with us today. And thank you so much for sharing your profound wisdom. And even beyond that, sharing such a vulnerable side of yourself. It's such, a, such an honor to be in this interview with you, mate. So thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. Now, as I mentioned previously, if you would like to find out more about Ben, you can do so by going to opallife.com.au or you can visit elevatebooks.com forward slash authors where you find out a whole bunch more about Ben. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for dialing in and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.